Coffee lovers, JR, third day coffee, Seguin, and it is, I'm already knocking stuff off. It is seven o'clock. It's uh, central time anyway, and uh, it's time for God Country Coffee. I'm sitting in a different place tonight because I'm just kind of changing it up. Uh, <clears throat> my office area is really pathetic right now, and so I didn't want to show it. No, I'm just kidding, but it really is. But anyway, um, we, uh, we've got a lot to be thankful for. Uh, I always thank God at the beginning of these things because without him, uh, we wouldn't be in a situation that we're in right now doing the one thing that I love to absolutely do. Uh, that's coffee. And, and uh, you know, I, I get to share the gospel whenever I want to without reprise. And it's just really nice um, to be able to do something that God's enabled me to do. And so I, I give all the glory to God. It's all him. It's nothing to do with me. I'm just... Uh, trying to be obedient as I can. Uh, so we have a lot of stuff going on. I need to pick this bag up. Uh, so in the veterans group that I belong to, we've been talking about doing white label. Uh, one of the things that our company is doing to, to generate revenue, uh, you know, since the pandemic, things have just been crazy. Like it was really heavy at first and it gets real light. And so, you always got to be looking for ways to sustain income. And one thing that we decided to do is to do white label. What does that, what does that mean? Well, that means that if you have a business um, and you have a logo and a motto or whatever, we can make a coffee for you. It'll be your coffee. It'll be your story. It'll be your graphics, your design with our coffee in the bag. How does that work? Well, so what our coffee comes, if you ever ordered coffee from us, that's kind of what it looks like. It's got our logo on the front. On the back, it's got the name of our coffee. This particular coffee is Isaiah 52.7, God Reigns. It's a medium roast. This is for Chris Goldsmith, one of my, one of my flagship customers. Um, and so it's got our Go Texan logo that we got certified because we manufacture in Texas. And it's got our QR code on the back so you can scan it. If you give the coffee away, somebody can scan it and buy coffee from us. This is how we normally sell coffee. If you have a company, you can put your logo. This says Press Forward Coffee with Integrity by Neil Conlon. And it's got the, the weight on the bottom. And on the back, all this is about his company. It has nothing to do with us. This says Press Forward, a brand for all of us now. Never before we ever needed more positive brands to show up for a customer. Our press forward roast is a specialty coffee, providing you the best medium roast coffee on the market. Then he talks about that he donates a portion uh, to men's mental health and whatnot. And then at the very, very bottom in really small letters, like the fine print, 
it says coffee roasted by third day coffee again that's required by the fda so is the weight and the ingredients i can't do anything about that but the rest of this is all his it's all his company uh we just finished uh i don't know 50 bags almost 50 bags of coffee for them for their initial order and so if you are a if you have a small business or a big business hey frank what's going on brother um check us out uh reach out hit the website send me a personal message uh, and i'll send you some documentation about our white label program so that's kind of what we're pushing right now uh d1 is still the uh, the active uh, coupon code or discount code that's capital d dash one uh, and that will get you 10 percent off of any purchase or 20 percent off of monthly subscriptions so tonight we have a great show. We have a guy who's extremely talented. He's a true artisan at what he does. Uh, he does hardscapes. Uh, his website says that he's the hardscape hacker. Uh, and uh, and if you go to his site, which I'll, I'll be posting here shortly, uh, <laughs> the uh, you'll be able to see some of the work that he's been involved with and some of the work that they've done. And, uh, and so without further ado, I'm gonna bring on my guest tonight, Army veteran. Uh, Mark Dude, hang on one second. What's up, brother? Hey, JR. Good to be here, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. And and I gotta make a I gotta poke at Robert Kersey real quick because you know he, he had to go way out of his way and call me a log on on national TV or whatever this is that we're doing. And, uh, uh, it, you know, I can't get away from that log, but that's all right. I still love you, brother. And uh, you know. Even if you do eat crayons for breakfast and maybe lunch, I don't know. So, um, Mark, <laughs> tell us about uh, where you're from, where you grew up, and what led you to join the military. All right. Um, I'm originally from San Diego, California, uh, right not far from Rob Garcia's neck of the woods, a little town called City Heights. Um, born and raised there, went, you know, went all through high school there and uh when i was in high school when i joined first started in high school i joined the rotc program um i spent four years doing that absolutely loved it fell in love with it um love the concept of, of the army because i in san diego i grew up around uh, both navy and marines i've got uh, an aunt and an uncle that, that retired from the navy uh, not nobody in, in the immediate family in the Marines, but I used to go up there all the uh, used to be around them all the time. My uh, mother's best friend from school married a Marine, and they were stationed at Camp Pendleton, so we used to go up there all the time. So I grew up around those two, and and I, I wanted to get away from them because I was around them all the time. No offense to them, um, but you know, uh, the the ROTC program I was in was an Army ROTC program, so you know I, I had the the best advantage going into the Army from there. Um, so I decided to go into the army and three, not even a month and a half after I graduated high school, I was leaving for the army for basic training. Uh, oddly enough on at, at like five o'clock in the morning on my mother's birthday. <laughs> so it was kind of, you know, get up in the morning, get ready. Uh, happy birthday, mom. Love you. I'm leaving. Um, she knew about it, you know, in advance, of course, but you know, it was, it was just one of those things that the date I was leaving happened to fall on her birthday. So she wasn't too thrilled, but, uh, but yeah, so I went in the army. And 
shoot army? What was your MOS? Uh, I, I was actually in three separate times. I, I didn't learn the first two. Uh, the first time I was in, I was I was in an MOS. Uh, it was 13 November at the time. It was a Lance Missile uh, Cruise, Lance Missile System crewman. Um, and they've sent, they had since phased that out. Uh, they phased that out in 92 and MLRS systems took over. So when, when I was, my three years was almost up. It was, it was almost, I was fortunate enough to be stationed in Germany. I got to pick that duty station, luckily. Um, when it was, you know, getting close to my time to get out, I only had maybe two months left. And my commander called me in and said, well, you can go retrain in an MOS. You're probably not going to end up using or you can get out two months early. And I said, well, where do I sign? So I got, I got out, um, stayed, actually flew back to Germany because I was engaged to a uh, German girl at the time. When I got out of the army, oddly enough, she decided it wasn't going to work out. Uh, this is in early, this is in 92 or 93, actually, when I went back over there. And uh, so I stayed for an extra year or so, ended up coming back home, little bit of had some uh, medical issues with my mother ended up taking care of her and she ended up passing away in 94 um, I really didn't have any uh, anything after that going on so I decided to go back in I uh, went back in in 96 of course the uh, 13 November designation had been phased out so I went back in as a 13 Bravo which is can uh, field artillery cannon crewman um, so I did that for another three almost three and a half years um did I, I was i loved what i was doing but wasn't too thrilled that at that point my perception of the military was that it was becoming too political um it was you know becoming less and less about how well you do your job and more and more about who you know um so i did i you know i i didn't want to be i didn't want to become that type of person so i decided to get out again um luckily while i was in the second time I was, I was stationed at uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, um, which is actually where I went through basic in the IT at. While I was there, uh, in town, I met a, a wonderful young woman and got to know her, and her father had just retired from the Army there in, in a small town a lot. So we spent some time getting to know each other, uh, started dating, and shortly after that, got married. Um, that was going on 25 years ago now, and she's still putting up with my bullshit so <laughs> excuse my friends um so so yeah I, I got very lucky on that front um but after that you know after the it was in i went into 96 got out in 99 we decided more me than her decided to uh go back home to san diego again uh try it again hung around it a while and you know couldn't really get anything going again it's, you know it's hard to it's hard to find employment when all you did was blow stuff up from 10 miles away. Um, you know, they're not real fond of that in the civilian world. So, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of hard to find something along those lines. Um, so I said, well, you know, we, we ended up moving back to Oklahoma and, you know, uh, decided, well, the army at that point was pretty much what I knew. Uh, so I figured I'd give it another shot. Um, so I, we, uh, we actually ended up moving from Oklahoma to Daytona Beach, Florida, kind of kind of following her parents because they had moved there. And I was already 
in the works, scheduled to go in. I think I was supposed to leave on October 27th um, of, of 2001. So there was an, uh, an event that happened before then. Um, you know, everybody knows the, the September 11th. Um, I was actually on the beach because we were fortunate enough to live right across the street from it. Uh, hanging out on the beach with my wife that day and, and her brother had come running down to the beach and, and got us and said, you need to watch the news right now. And I was like, okay, it was kind of odd. So, you know, cruised across the street and back to where we were staying, turned on the news. And, and of course, we we turned on the news right when the first tower fell. So I kind of knew at that point, I was like, I, I know what's, what's going to happen. And I, I looked at my wife and I said, watch, my recruiter's going to call me within five minutes. He, he had called me and said, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you've seen the news. Are you ready to go? And I said, I said, let's do it. So I, I ended up going in a month early and uh, went to Fort Hood, Texas. We, when I was when I was there, we were actually there um, oh gosh, a couple of years. So I, I didn't get to go over uh, to the desert as soon as I figured I would. Uh, we ended up going in, in actually in uh, 2004. We were slotted to go in 2003, but I, I was part of uh, First Cav Division, and the other major unit on the on the base is Fourth ID. Um, and from what I was told by our higher ups, is that the commander of Fourth ID found out that we were supposed to go in 2003, and basically threw a fit because they said we you know first cab always went everywhere first so the he ran it up the flagpole all the way to the post commander and this is just hearsay from what i was told uh and and the post commander agreed to let fourth id go first well anybody that was following the news at that time may or may not remember that fourth id ended up being the unit on site in uh in iraq that found saddam and and you know the, the brought him in and, and there was a big a big deal about a, a footlocker full of cash um, so it, it was kind of upsetting knowing that that may have been us if we had gone when we were originally supposed to so you know a lot of us were upset about that um, we did find out later on that the empty footlocker made its way into fourth IDs museum so they got that memento memento Plus the fact that they, you know, they were able to say, "Hey, we caught Saddam." So we we ended up going in in '04, and uh, I spent 14 months patrolling the streets of downtown Baghdad. Um, it was originally supposed to be a 10-month tour. Uh, we got extended twice, and and for our pep talk, the division commander gave us the uh, said we had bragging rights that we were the only unit in the military in the entire military at that time who had been extended on their tour twice in the same tour and, and everybody's like okay that's not a bragging right we wanted we were ready to go home you know it, it was a lot of us got upset because we, we knew we were supposed to be leaving and ended up getting thrown on a uh, uh, kind of a checkpoint on the, the infamous highway to hell that they had shown on the TV quite often. Um, we were on a checkpoint guarding the freeway for other units that were going home. So yeah, needless to say, a lot of us were uh, disgruntled, I guess you could say. So yeah, we, and, and what really 
bothered me, not not necessarily the, the deployment, but again, the, the third time I was in, it, it was, I got the feeling of being more political than, you know, job driven, I guess you could say. So I, I knew before I even got back from my deployment that when we got back, I was going to get out and, and that was it. I was going to stay out. Um, so we got back in 2005 and, and I ended up getting out and have been out ever since. So you, uh, so you separated in 05? Yes. And then uh, when you separated, did you like, you're like, okay, I know, I've, been, I've been sitting in the desert for, eight, for 14 months. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And then you went and did it, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If only it worked like that. Um, <laughs> no, when I, when I got out, of course, you know, they, they fly you back to your home record. So my home record at the time was, was Daytona Beach. Uh, so we, we went back to Daytona Beach and... I was, oh my gosh, I, I couldn't tell you how many how many applications I filled out, how many you know jobs I applied to online. Um, Craigslist was was my friend, and I spent a lot of time with Craigslist. <laughs> so, um, I went. I chose a career a career field based on the entire fact that they were the first ones to call me. You know, after all these hundreds of applications I had put in, I was I was actually answered a Craigslist ad and became an electrician helper. Um, I started out and I'm, oh gosh, how old, how old was I? I was 34. And uh, so imagine me, 34 years old, almost, almost 10 years in the military total because of the lovely extension we got while deployed. Um, 34 years old, 10 years in the military, and, and I take a job as an electrician helper for $8 an hour. And, and again, the reason I took it is because they were the first ones to call me and I needed money. So I, I started out and it was, it ended up being a great experience because it was a small shop. Um, the owner actually used to come work with us every day. That's, that's how small a shop was. It was, it was the owner, me, and, and maybe three or four journeyman electricians. Uh, we were working on a, a huge warehouse uh, project when I first started with them. And my first assignment was to gather the, all the materials together and, and sort them out on, on different pallets. And at the time, I was like, okay, you know, I'm the new guy. I'm just starting out. You know, I'm going to get all the, the crap jobs. And and later on, I, I found out because I had talked to the owner and he explained to me because he saw I wasn't real happy. He's like, the reason I'm, I have you doing all this is, one, so that you can learn what all the materials are, what the names of them are, and all the, all the components and all this and that, so that when the journeyman need them, you know what to look for and, and you can bring them to them. And the second reason was if you're sorting out all this material and putting it on the pallets, you know exactly where it's at, which you know speeds up production because someone, one of the journeymen says, hey, I need such and such, then you know exactly where it's at. You can go get it and bring it back and save time. So when I started thinking about it like that, I was like, well, okay, you know, not so bad. So I learned a lot. Um, and and I, I kept in the, in the trade. I ended up moving from Daytona to, uh, to Tennessee about a year after I started. Um, and, and we actually left on, on uh, St. Patrick's Day. So we moved, we, I left work on St. Patrick's Day. We moved up to Tennessee in uh, 2006. 
and I, you know, I got a, a job up there doing the exact same thing, a uh, little bit better money, and uh, just stayed at it and kept doing it. Where we ended up moving several times, and I, I, I stuck with the field, and so I had before becoming the, the hardscape hacker, I was a commercial electrician altogether for almost 15 years. Um, I went from being an $8 an hour helper to almost a $32 an hour uh, project uh, supervisor. So I was a foreman and superintendent on certain jobs. So, it, it, you know, it, it paid off. That's a, uh, that's a pretty good field. I mean, my best friend's electrician. And, uh, I mean, he's never without work, man, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's always construction going on somewhere. Um, during that 15 years, there was, there was a few times where I, I got I got together with a, a few guys that I was working with and we ended up traveling for work. We went to uh, we went from Tennessee. We spent a calendar year in a little town called Oma, Louisiana. It's about an hour south of New Orleans. Um, working, you know, seven, 12 hour days for a calendar year, which looking back on it sucked, but the money was great. And, you know, I was having a good time. And then after that, we, we came back, all of us took about two months off because we could afford to. And after that, we, the same group of us went down to uh, uh, Corpus Christi and spent almost a year there. And, and me and my wife ended up selling our house in Tennessee and moving down to Corpus. So we were in Corpus almost five years. What years were that? That was uh, 2010 to 2015. Wow, man, that's crazy. You were right in my backyard, literally. Yeah. Had we, had we known each other then? Yeah. I mean, if I'd have gotten involved with the with the vet tribe, you know, while I was down there, um, yeah, there's a lot of people I would have hung out with. Yeah. So uh, after Corpus, what happened after that? After Corpus, we ended up moving to, we were originally going to move to from there back to Tennessee because that's where my wife's parents were. Um, she wanted to be close to her parents, and, and I had no problems with that. I, I love her parents with that. Um, so we were going to move back to Tennessee. We were there about a month, and uh, family issues just wouldn't let us stay there. So we ended up moving to North Carolina, and uh, we were in North Carolina almost five years we had bought a house there and uh, I was actually in between jobs and was looking again Craigslist my friend and was looking for a job and came across just a headline that said veterans wanted I said oh, okay well you know I, I doubt it's gonna be veteran electricians wanted so I'll, I'll check it out anyway so I looked I looked into it and it was an opportunity to, to learn the hardscaping trade and uh, so I, I, you know, I answered it and, and got a phone call from the guy that, that posted the ad and talked to him a little while about it. And, and it, it seemed interesting to me. Um, so I, you know, I told him, okay, well, let me, you know, let me think about it. Talk to, talk to my better half and, and we'll see what, what happens. And we thought about it for a little while and I, and I doing my, I, I actually smartened up by then. I, I started doing my, my due diligence and researching about it and, and came across the, the the company that was involved or the, that was uh, training people to do this. And I found out later on that the guy who posted the ad had gone through the training, but they had a program at that time where they were 
trying to get referrals. So they said, you know, if you get X amount of referrals, you know, we'll give you such and such materials that you need to do what we do, you know, and, and that was, it was a guy trying to get referrals. So, so I actually contacted the home company before I found that out and uh, talked to one of their main guys and, and he said, oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know him and he's, he's a great guy. He just went through a training not long ago and I was like, oh, well, you know, now I'm going to feel bad because I kind of cut him out of his referral. <laughs> and he goes, the, the guy that I was talking to from the company, he said, I don't worry about it. I'll make sure he gets one. And I said, all right, cool. So it worked out for both of us. Um, so I found out, you know, they, they would allow me to use my, what was left of my GI Bill uh, to pay for the training. They, they flew me from North Carolina down here to Ocala uh, to train, you know, put me up in a hotel, fed me twice a day. Plus, we went through the training, the whole, you know, the, the entire time I was here, and then flew me back home. And the the good thing about it was, is, is once I went through the training and I was certified by that company, then I was able to come back to North Carolina and start my own business doing that. You know, I, I would have their full support, but it was entirely my company. Um, I had full control over it. So, you know, when I got back, I, I was super excited because it's something new. I mean, you know, I, I saw what we were able to do with the products that we use. Um, but still, I was kind of hesitant because I was like, well, you know, I've got 15 years being an electrician. You know, I, I don't know if I'm ready to just drop that and go do this, you know, starting my own company. I knew nothing, absolutely nothing about business other than what I had learned um, being an electrician. And so, so I hesitated for a couple of months. I thought about it. I was still doing electrical work at the time because um, I was originally supposed to go through training in February of 2017, um, but I pushed it back a month simply because I had just started with a company. So I was like, you know, I can't just work, you know, be working for this company for a week and then say, hey, you know, I got to go down here for a couple of weeks. So I said, well, you know, give me an extra month and I'll, I'll let my boss know. And, and so I let them know and they, they were absolutely fine with it. Um, which was awesome. It, it was an awesome company that I was working with. So, you know, I thought about it for a couple of months when I got back, stewed on it, talked it over with my wife, and, and she was like, just go for it. You know, if, if you're getting this excited with just me and you talking about it, th this is something you need to do. And I was like, well, you know, again, you know, it's hard to throw away that 15-year career and, and, and do, you know, jump feet first into something that I'm, you know, very unfamiliar territory. And then I, you know, right before that is when I got into the vet tribe and I started talking to people and, and I just on a whim, you know, I made a post in the vet tribe and I was like, look, this is my situation. This is what I've come across. You know, this is what I've been doing. I just trying to get everybody's opinions because, you know, there were a lot from what I had seen, there were a lot more people more versed in business than I was obviously. And, uh, the resounding response was to jump into it, jump into it, do it and figure it out along the way. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I did, I started, I started my company, you know, got everything registered, got the name registered and, and uh, started going at it. Been doing it ever since. The, uh, you know, that's pretty amazing though, because you moved around so much. Uh, and then you find a company that, that actually accepts the GI Bill uh, to, to retrain. You know, I, had, I used a vocational rehab program uh, most recently. But, you know, that group that we belong to, man, the, the, the networking that goes on is really incredible. And uh, it's literally a bunch of guys who have already done it 
reaching back, giving us a hand up. And uh, exactly. we don't give hands out, right? But we will right. definitely take a hand up because we're used to doing that because we'll turn right around and, and we'll lift somebody else up. Yeah. And, um, uh, I'm going to talk real quick about the ticker that's going across the bottom. Uh, we are God Country Coffee uh, podcast is up for a, uh, a veteran podcast awards this year. And uh, we're in three categories. Uh, best business, we're in best Navy, and best overall. And so the ticker that's going across there, it's veteranpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. So we would appreciate if you would go over there at some point and vote for us. Uh, and uh, I'm going to turn that one off now, and I'm going to turn Mark's on because we're interviewing him tonight. Okay, so the, I'm going to um, – so er, earlier we talked about how you uh, you went back to the Carolina and you started your business there, but it didn't – that's not where you ended up. Right. We uh, we had done a couple of, of projects there, you know, nothing major, just small. We did, I think the first one we did was like a retaining wall, just a short retaining wall. Um, and then the second one we did, it, it was actually a – a business owner, a local business owner that I had talked to several times, and he was he was he, he had a shop in, in like a strip mall, and I think he was moving to the to the one next the office next door to his because um, there was a restaurant on the other side of his, and they were buying or they were leasing out his space, so he had to move over one shop, and uh, he was he was building he had some like glass display cases, but he was building like a, basically a plywood pedestal that he was going to set them on. And uh, he had seen what we, you know, I showed him what we, had, what we did. And, and uh, what he wanted was kind of like a stone overlay to go over that. So it didn't look like just a plywood stand. Um, so I said, yeah, it's absolutely something we can do. We went in, uh, me and my wife and, and my daughter and son-in-law who were with us at the time, um, went in and, and, and knocked it out in, in a weekend, and he was super thrilled. Um, it was nothing major. I've got plenty of pictures of it. I uh, took a few videos of it because I was super excited. I'm like, we're, we're rolling now. You know, this is our second project. It's going to be nothing but, but you know, to the moon from here. And uh, we, after that, we kind of, we kind of, we got slow. Um, so luckily, while I was still trying to push the business, I had that electrical background to fall back on. Um, so I ended up going back to work for another company doing electrical work while I was trying to push the business forward. Um, it, it, we weren't getting the traction I was expecting because by then winter had come. Uh, we were getting snow on the ground and, and anybody who's ever dealt with concrete knows it's very difficult to do in the snow. So we, you know, me and my wife, like I said, luckily I had that electrical background to fall back on. But we were talking, you know, we, we were super excited, kept wanting to push this business forward. Um, I had talked to several people in the tribe about it, and, and everybody was, I mean, so supportive. And, and I, you know, shout out to everybody in that group. Uh, I've learned so much from, from so many people um, and, and made, you know, so many connections, so many friends, uh, brothers and sisters from that group. Um, but we decided to, to move to Florida. Um, like I said, we had lived in Daytona Beach before. We loved the area. Um, of course, any, everybody knows the climate down here is incredible. So we knew it would be, a, you know, somewhere we could do this year round and not have to worry about snow. So we, when we were first talking about moving down here, 
Uh, we were looking at the Tampa area because I, you know, I know a few people that live down in the Tampa area that are in the tribe. Um, we were looking around. Uh, it was it was a little pricier than what we were looking for. Um, so I, there was an, another friend of mine in the tribe that lives here in Ocala, um, Chad Walker, and I was talking to him as well. And he was like, "Dude, come to Ocala. You know, it, it, construction's booming around here. It's the horse capital of, of the world. There's nothing but well, I won't say nothing, but there's tons of huge horse farms around. Perfect opportunity for what you're doing." Um, a couple of high dollar areas. There, there's an area called the Villages. Um, it's nothing but nice, gorgeous houses, retirees, people loaded. And he's like, dude, you'll love it here. And I was like, well, you know, I have been there before because <laughs> that's where I got trained at. So uh, we started looking around and, and, and we found a place to, to uh, rent while we, we were selling our house in North Carolina. Um, absolutely love it here. My wife loves it here. She didn't get to come to training with me, so this is this is her first time in Ocala, and she absolutely loves it. Um, we're so close to, to so many things. Um, we're we're an hour from Orlando, an hour and a half from Tampa, an hour from the beach. You know, I mean, it's just it's so centrally located that it, it's the perfect place for what we do. Um, so. We ended up moving back here, and I, I thought it was kind of, like I said earlier, it was, it's kind of a cool full circle kind of deal because I was trained here, and now we're back here doing doing what we love doing. Um, we just, just got back a little bit ago doing shooting a video uh, testimonial with our, our latest clients that I've got to do some editing on. Uh, we, we were, I tried to keep it on, on topic as much as I could, but they, they were enjoying everything so much. We kind of got off topic, so I've got to go edit some things out of the video. Um, but yeah, I'll have that posted up on on my public figure page, which is the Hardscape Hacker, and my personal page as well as, as the business page uh, for CSD Hardscapes on Facebook. I'll have I would post it in all three of those probably tomorrow sometime after I after I finish my editing. So, uh, but yeah, I mean we we absolutely love being here in Ocala. Florida is awesome, man. I was there back in March. Uh, my dad's birthday is the seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day, and one of my shipmates, John Grantham, uh, he's kind of been like a mentor to me since I started, you know, decided I was going to go back to self-employment. And uh, he lives in St. Petersburg. And so, and then my other friend, Scott, he lives in, uh, in uh, right close to West Palm Beach. Okay. And so I flew into Orlando and then I drove out to Scott's, spent a couple of days with him, and then we both drove over to uh, St. Pete. And we spent, you know, a few days there. And then I spent a little bit of time in Orlando because one of my great school friends lives in Orlando. A lot of friends in Orlando, in Florida, man. And uh, I yeah. love Florida. It's a great place to visit, you know. And uh, Absolutely. Uh, I don't know that I could ever leave my beloved Texas, but, <laughs> but I, I do like Florida. I, I used to think that when I lived in Corpus, too. I thought that was the, the end all be all, you know, we were right there by the water. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's funny how things work out. I mean, I'm originally from the other coast and ended up here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, uh, so how long have you been doing the hardscapes now? Um, well, I first went through training in March of 2017, so what, a little over four years now, almost five. I'm gonna pull your website up here real quick. Yeah, feel free. Uh, if I can do this. If I can do this, if I if I don't uh, if I don't uh, 
Because, you know, sometimes the tech is way smarter than I am. Oh, yeah. I, believe me, I know that feeling. And so, hey, look at this. I'm going to get it the first time. Bam. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, this is the kind of stuff that Mark does, folks. This is this is his line of business. And uh, he just posted some pictures recently. Uh, that's that one here. I don't know much about it, but I love that the pool. That that, that is a what they call an oasis pool uh, with a a swim up bar. Yeah, that's. That's awesome. I like. I would get rid of my horses for that. <laughs> yeah, if I could get any money for them. And then, uh, I mean, this is all this is all man-made stuff, right? Absolutely. There's there's not a natural stone in that in that picture. Wow. You know, when I talk about people being artisans, uh, I mean, this is what I'm talking about. I mean, this is an artisan. This is not somebody who just yeah, I put stuff together. Yeah, right. I mean, just mo handyman. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like so. Th this is a retaining wall, right? Right. Yeah, that's one hundred percent concrete. It is. Let me let me let me hang on. You gonna make me show myself now? I gotta put my eyeballs on. Pull that picture back. Okay. Yeah, that that is a natural tree in that picture. Okay. Because I know that uh, I don't have the pictures of the latest thing you did, but I saw you were making a concrete tree. Right. Yeah, so it looks very similar to that one. It looks legit. I mean, I, I, I was like, wow, you really got to. Uh, and there's there's Mark's contact information if you want to. You know, he's in Alcala, Florida. Yep. And uh, and all you got to do is go to the website that is. Uh, okay, now let me see. Now, here's the tricky part. I guess I got to go back here. And then Where you looking for? stop here. Oh, Bam. Okay. Okay. All right. I take my balls so, out. <laughs> right. I know, but I I didn't put my my uh, contacts. In. Carrie may have mentioned earlier that it looks like I need coffee, but it's just a glare, <laughs> glare on my glasses. You know. That's, yeah. And I take my glasses off. I start squinting real bad. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same see. way. That, that's all. <laughs> these aren't like prescription. They're they're just these are are cheap Walmart reading glasses. But yeah, I use them quite often. Yeah. And so uh, let me ask you a little bit about your transition, man. Um, sure. One of the things that I that I noticed, and, and I didn't go to combat. I didn't go patrol the streets of Iraq or, or anywhere else. I, uh, you know, we went down to Mexico and did drug ops with the Coast Guard. And uh, and then we partied. And then when I went to the East Coast, uh, we went up to Rhode Island for a week for training and partied there. And then we went down to Florida and partied there. And and my whole career in the Navy was, was uh, I mean, I learned a lot of stuff. I did my job, but uh, we didn't have a mission. So the problem with military, when they don't, when they're idle, when they don't have a mission, they get into trouble, you know, and that's what we did. We would go out in oh, town yeah. and, you know, you train all day or all week or all month. And then you, you know, you get some time off and you go, you know, you go get in trouble. Um, yep. And that's just the nature of, you know, what, what any person that ever serves in the military uh, deals with. But uh, uh, I didn't really, from there, I went to Ingleside. I went to Corpus, you know, which is in my backyard. Uh, and so 
the thing is we're all trained the same, right? We all have similar training and I didn't realize it until a couple of months ago, really. Uh, well, when, when I married my wife, my current wife, Connie, she's my second wife. Uh, when I married her, she's like, dude, why don't you just keep the same job for a little while? She worked for the state of Texas for 30 years and she retired at 50. And then now she got hired back on by Comal County uh, and they've given her full uh, uh, seniority. And so, you know, she she did that by sitting still in the same place. And uh, I think I would have done that, you know, but the problem is, is that once you serve in the military, your mindset is no longer like it was before. And so I got out of the service uh, in 95 and I got a job at the vets because I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian. And then I, I decided to change to ag ed to be a teacher and teach welding and stuff like that. And then I was like, ah, this is getting out. Of and then I really liked welding. And then I didn't want to teach. So I just kept moving around. And uh, I make the joke that I dropped out of every university that the state of Texas has to offer. But, but uh, I just really never found... Um, Every two years, I'd move. And I don't mean location, but I'd move jobs. I'd stay somewhere, and I'd be like, okay, man, listen, this is what I've done. You know, give me some money so I can live, or I'm going to go somewhere. And they're like, no, you know, you got to you gotta do your time. And I'm like, all right, whatever, I'm out of here. Two years, man, every two years, you know. And then I got to work at places where, man, I couldn't stand the people. It's like, dude, show up to work on time. Do your job. Don't make me do it. And don't do something that you think I'm going to lie to, you know, to the leadership about it. Right. And so I, I, I didn't realize it, but I didn't transition well, you know. And so for 10 years, every two years, I'd move. Boom, 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 move around, move around, move around. And finally, in uh, 2009, I, uh, I interviewed for a job as a DOD contractor. Uh, for the NSA and the company COPT is an awesome company. Uh, the uh, interview I had was with a guy that I'd known for a while, uh, a full bird retiree combat veteran from the first Gulf War, and then his superior officer, who was also a full bird army uh, colonel. And uh, and the interview with those guys was awesome. It was like, what you know, these people where you're at say they don't want to lose you, and I go, yeah, but they don't want to pay either. No, and I, honestly, I'm sick and tired of I've I move around a lot. He says, "Why do you move around a lot?" I go, "I don't know, Colonel. I mean, you know, I haven't been able to keep a job more than two years since I got out of the military." And they looked at each other like, you know, and uh, you know, what guarantees do you give me? You know that I'm going to get a return on my investment with you. And I go, "Well, you can look at every job I've had and know that I've left it better than it was when I got there." You know, and every step I made was to try to improve my, my family situation. And so uh, that's what I have to offer you. And I said, I'm, I'm still geared like I was in the service, you know. And so uh, and the job was awesome. It was just like the military. Get to work, morning briefing. Hey, today we got this broken. We need to go jump on that. OK, let's go. You know, and then the next day you come in, you might be cleaning, you know, uh, the, the, the smoke shack or something. You know, you just never knew. And so it was really, really uh, gratifying work. I stayed there 10 years, 
you know. And the only reason I left that job is because God set it up for me to do something else. And, you know, when God told me to do something, man, it was, you know, I didn't surrender my life until 2016. And then then when I did, it was just like, I'm going to do whatever he tells me to do every single time, hands down. And so, uh, but I know that a lot of our community has this issue, you know, when we transition. So talk to me about the difficulties that you had, uh, especially doing 14 months in Baghdad. Uh, and then coming home. Talk to us about that transition. Um, it's it's pretty much like you said. Like you know, when I when I got back to Daytona after getting out, you know, as I said, I, I took the first job that called me back, and, and I, I still, just like you, I, I had that mentality where every couple of years I'm I got to change. You know, I'm I'm ready for that next duty station. You know what I mean? And so. Uh, that, that explains why I've moved around so much. I, I firmly believe that. And at the same time, I, I, I look back and, and think, you know, not only was I used to moving, but at some at certain points, I actually looked forward to it because I knew it was the next chapter coming. And now that I, I, I hope I hope I'm settled. Um, we're, we're actually, we finally just recently sold our house in North Carolina. So we're going to look at, start looking at buying here real soon. Um, but you know, my wife having grown up in, you know, in the military family, uh, she was an army brat and, and me having the army experience that I've got, we were both kind of used to moving. So it really hasn't affected us, but now we're at the point in our lives where we're, we're tired of it. You know, we want we want to settle down and stay. And, you know, when we got to North, every every place we went, it was like, that's it. We're not moving anymore. You know, we, we moved to Tennessee and, and, and I started doing all that work down at Corpus. And now she was like, well, you know, I'm not going to be here while you're down there. Because what she, she's famous for telling me is I didn't get married to be single. <laughs> so so she's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not staying here while you're down there. So if they, that's where you're going to be. That's where I'm moving. Um, so, you know, everywhere we moved, it was like, this is it. We're not moving anymore. And we end up moving again a couple of years later. So now we're at the point in our lives, you know, like I said, we're, we're tired of moving. Um, we're, we're renting at the moment. Once we buy a place that that's it, you know, this is hands down the last time we're moving. And, and we know that because, you know, business here is starting to pick up and, and I know we have the potential to do great things here. Um, but you know, a lot of it is, is exactly what you talked about. I, I don't, looking back on it now, I don't think all the places I've moved to and all, all the, the different jobs I've done, the different companies I've worked for, now I firmly believe that's that that's not what God had in mind for me. Um, you know, now, I think this is what he meant for me to be doing. Um, so, you know, it was just part of that journey. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't where he wanted me to be. So I had to, I had to go through that journey, you know, and do move all those places and do all those different things until I got to the point where he, he wanted me to be. So now I, I firmly believe I'm at that point. Um, but as, as far as the transition itself, because I had, I had gone in, I had gone in and gotten out twice before, 
I mean, it really wasn't that bad of a transition for me because I was used to it at that point. Um, and, and it was when I got out for the third time as well as the second time, you know, I, I knew I had a, a, a family to support. I had my wife. Um, she, she had a, a daughter from a previous marriage, um, which was she was two and a half when we got married. So, I, you know, I basically raised her. Her father didn't want anything to do with her. Um, so, you know, I fully consider her my child. Um, she, she, my wife says she looks like me because she's got blonde hair and blue eyes, which I, I used, used to have blonde hair way back in the day before the army took it. Um, but yeah, you know, it, I, I, it was always that in the back of my mind. I knew I had, I had a family to support, so I had to do whatever it took, whatever I had to do to, to support my family. Um, so, you know, there were several times when I, for instance, when we moved, when we went, to, when I went first went to Corpus, and when I first went to Louisiana, I, I was chasing not the work because there was certainly work around us. And, and like you said, you know, being an electrician, there's work everywhere. No matter where you go, you're going to find work. But we were the group of us that went. We were chasing the money, um, and you know, I, I had that mindset that the more money I make, the better I can support my family. Um, but of course, the more money you make, the more taxes they take, and the more everybody else wants your money, so you have less of it. So, you know, after after figuring all that out, after what almost six, seven years, um, I, I figured, you know what, let's let's settle in one place. You know, I'll, I'll suck it up with the money that they're giving me at the time, and, and then I'll just stay there and, and, you know, move up the ladder until I can make good money. Just, you know, being able to be home every day with my family and and provide some sort of living for them other than, you know, they're in one house and I'm staying in a hotel somewhere else in a different state. So we thought that was going to end up being North Carolina. Um, like I said, that's that's where we bought our house. and. We figured we were going to settle there, and, and when we got there, it was the or when we bought our house, it was the absolute last time we were going to move, and that, that was that was it. And and then I came across the the opportunity to, to learn hardscaping, and once again, it changed. So yeah, I, I think now we're like I said, we're at the point in our lives we're done, we're done moving. Um, I think this is where what I'm meant to be doing. Uh, it, it's awesome because my wife gets to go to work with me every day um, and, and a lot of you know I know people that would say you know that's not a good thing because we're we're basically around each other 24 7 but we have that type of relationship where you know we, we joke with each other we, we we crack on each other all the time you know we're all I'm I'm notoriously sarcastic um, and, and my wife knows that and luckily you know I've, I've been very fortunate she's she has the type of personality where she can give as good as she gets. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't mind being around her 24-7. I look forward to being around her 24-7. So I'm, I'm very, very fortunate in that aspect. Um, and then right now my, my daughter, who's now 27, and her husband are living in uh, right outside of McAllen, Texas. I'm sure you know where that's at. Yep. And hopefully soon... They're going to be leaving there and and coming to Ocala to be with us. They they stayed with us for a while in North Carolina, um, but his family's in you know in South Texas, so he wanted to go down there to be with his family. And uh, you know I was I was perfectly fine with it. Um, my daughter was more than happy to go. Um, 
so now she, you know, her and her and my wife talk every day, and, and now she's regretting leaving. <laughs> so she wants to come back home to mommy. Um, so yeah, hopefully they'll they'll be here before too long, and then and they'll they'll start coming on jobs with us. You know, like I said, the very first job we had, uh, my my daughter and and her then boyfriend now husband were you know helped us on that project as well. So I'm I'm really looking forward to having our family back together again and, and working on jobs together again. You know, being being together every day. I'm, I'm just absolutely looking forward to it. I can't wait. I uh, I want to introduce you to a couple of people that I know uh, that are in that area, and that way, you know, I mean, they're vets, they're Navy guys. I mean, you have to deal with that, but hey, okay. we're not all uh, crazy. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, uh, but you know, I got John's down there in St. Petersburg. He's a general contractor. He does all kinds of work, man, all over the place, and he contracts a lot of stuff, you know. And so, who knows? Maybe you guys could do something and. And uh, uh, you know, work together yeah. on a project or whatever. Maybe we'll use some work or, or whatever. And then Scott's over there in in uh, West Palm. I, when I hung out with Scott, man, we drove by Trump's house. We did all kinds of stuff, you know, that is over there. That's, Mar -Lago that's, and, that's the client I need to get, dude. Friggin' uh, Florida is Trump country, man. I know. I mean, I could not believe how much you know I, I i guess it depends on what you want to listen to what you want to believe but <laughs> driving through florida because I, I rented a car in orlando and i drove an hour to scott's and then we go all the way across the state right i say all the way but you know three hours or whatever it was uh and it was hard pressed to find a place that didn't have you know pro uh trump stuff and, and you know whatever i mean I, I don't do politics on this show and Everybody yeah. knows where I stand, and and I don't pitch you. I, I will tell you that it's got no business in my business. Um, I, I don't do any, any politics in my business. I don't do. Uh, I did have a guy tell me that I was passive aggressive with my with my faith, and I was like, well, listen, when God sets everything up for you to do something that you love, you put God in front. Amen. And so I'm not ever going to cave on that. I people who know me have known me for a long time know that I have I, I don't talk politics online anymore I don't fight with anybody online anymore uh, but when it comes to my faith man I got no problems uh, you know sitting down and talking to you about it you know right uh, I've heard people say things in different groups and just felt like I needed to send them a Bible and so I you know I got gift Bibles and I'll write something in them and, and, uh, and send them you know and uh, <laughs> yeah that's right. I forgot I sent you one. Yeah, buddy. Where's uh, it? Where's it? Look at that long note in, in there. I don't know if you can see it. There you go. A whole page yeah. you wrote. I yeah. Yeah, because, you know, um, God has provided for me. It's not, you know, the flesh, the people. When I when I prayed about, about getting out of the NSA, and it wasn't leaving the company. The company was great, but just the environment and the fact that God was doing things in my life, and I didn't—I didn't know what that was, you know, because I didn't grow up like that. Right. And, I, mean, I grew up in church. I didn't grow up walking with Christ in a relationship, you know. So, uh, you know, now that I am, that I'm on the other side, I feel like sometimes He just like presses on me, like, hey. 
you need to say something or do something. And and it's yep. so important that, that we share that because, you know, I just lost Mike. I didn't lose him. I know where he's at. My cousin just passed last month. Um, and he was, he was uh, you know, he was fully surrendered. But it just hit close to home because we're the same age. And uh, we're like four months apart. And, and I know where he's at, you know, but it's so important that we share that message with everybody, you know, and the things that we do and the way we conduct ourselves and definitely the way we conduct our businesses. But I know that's a soapbox and I apologize. This is about you, but, uh, you know, it is. And you have a great story, man. And, uh, you know, I love seeing the pictures that you post because, you know, I don't even know how to do brickwork, man. I, I couldn't lay two pieces of brick. I mean, I had to go watch YouTube for a couple of hours just to figure out how to mix the mortar, you know? To, to, and, to be honest, uh, I, I couldn't lay brick either. I, could, I couldn't well, tell you I mean, how to do it. Like, like, I just don't know how to do things with my hands like that. Now, I can go take an engine apart, you know, in a couple of hours all the way down to the, you know, to the bearings. And, and, right. and that's just what I grew up doing. But... You know, other stuff like what you're doing, the hardscape stuff and, the, you know, building a retaining wall. Man, I, it's like, no, I got to phone a friend or watch YouTube because, hey, you know, it's, it's, not my it's, like, it's like the saying goes, you don't know what you don't know, man. I didn't know this stuff five years ago. Yeah. I, I didn't uh, know how to be an electrician when I first started either. It, it's, it's definitely something you learn. Yeah, you've done some amazing work. And uh, if you're that. out there listening, if you're watching the replay, if you're watching right now, uh, and you're in anywhere in the uh, Florida area, you know, give Mark a call. Uh, if you got like bags full of money and you're not in Florida and you want Mark to come do a job for you, call Mark. I'm pretty sure you can work something out. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, hey, I've been traveling all my life, man. Uh, I, I tell everybody. You know, a lot of people in the Triber always tell me, I wish you lived closer to me. I, you know, I wish you were here. Or one of these days, you know, I'm going to fly you out and you're going to do this and this. I say, hey, it's expensive, but it's worth it. I was going to say, you know, hey, listen, for the right number, man, I'll go anywhere. That's right. So, <laughs> well, I, I first off, I want to thank you publicly uh, for, for buying some coffee from us. Uh, Mark That's just cool. purchased uh, a small package. Uh for customer appreciation uh and we're going to customize those bags for his customers and so he'll be able to hand them out to whoever you know he does business with uh and again we're, we're doing white label so if you're interested in that you know watching you know this this could be your coffee company this could be your company logo your everything uh with my coffee in it and and our coffee's pretty good. Mark can tell you he's had some of it and uh, fixing Absolutely. to send him a little bunch of it, actually. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to have really all of it. <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate you supporting us. You know, um, we as humans, we should take care of everyone around us. Uh, but as veterans, we tend to lean more towards veterans. So I would if I had to buy soap from a civilian and soap from Maxwell soaps, don't be nasty, Joe Palacios, I'm going to buy Joe's soap mm -hmm. because I'm supporting a veteran who I know has the same struggles and the same, yeah. you know, battles that I do. There you go. There you go. Uh, and, uh, and, then, and, if, and if I'm, if I'm going to buy chocolate, 
that looks like crayons, you know, I'm going to buy it from Frank. And, uh, you know, if I need CBD infused coffee, I'm going to buy it from Gary. And so, uh, I'm, I'm actually getting ready to, to, to do a deal with Frank as well. I'm going to, I'm going to purchase some of his products. Uh, what I'm doing is making like, thank you kind of gift bags for our, for our clients. I mean, with the kind yeah. of money they're spending, you know, it, it's the least I can do is, is give them something at the end of the project to say, you know, thanks for, you know, entrusting us with, with your, you know, your outdoor area and, and, I think it's excellent, man. Did I lose your audio? Are you froze? You know it, Frank. I think I think we might have lost Mark. Um, we'll see what happens if he jumps right back on or something. Uh, but like he was saying, you know, giving gifts to your customers, it's a big thing. Every... Oh, there you are. There, man. You, my apologies. You the internet here is, yeah, my internet here is sketchy, especially in the evening. It goes out sometimes. But um, getting back to what I was saying, you see, I, I had my eyeballs on so I could see the internet thing. Um, we're putting these packages, these thank you packages for our clients because we want to say thank you to them for entrusting us with their outdoor areas. And, and what better way to do that with than than veteran-owned products. Um, for example, the one the one we finished up today and I did the video for, uh, shot a, a, a final video and I've got to do some editing because we kind of got off topic when I was shooting it. Um, but I'll, I'll get it posted tomorrow. But the gift bag that I gave them, that they were super impressed with everything we did. Uh, we did an outdoor kitchen, uh, two patios, one for the outdoor kitchen and, and a patio area for a fire pit with a couple of seats that we, bench seats that we did as well as a, a long walkway and they, they were super thrilled with that um, and then it, during the video I, I, I took our gift bag that we were going to give them and I hid it inside the cabinet on one of the on the outdoor kitchen and I said you know I asked the lady I said uh, I said if you would come over here and open this cabinet door we kind of we kind of gave left you something to, to say thank you and then she opened it up and all she was floored um, she she pulled out several items there was a a custom laser engraved cutting board and four coasters laser engraved from uh, Kurt Ballish at Ballish Woodworks. Um, amazing work. She was, uh, she she about fell over when she saw those. I mean, I he engraved their name, their last name on them for me. Um, did a thing on the bottom of the cutting board, you know, to, to for us saying, you know, thank you for for trusting CSD Hardscapes. Um, and then I gave her a bag of uh, Carrie's coffee, the 100% Colombian. And they were just, oh, they were so super excited. And just to see the look on their faces and then telling them that, you know, both of these are from, from veteran-owned companies. Um, the the wife had, had gone into the Army. Um, I guess she had had some things go on during basic training, so she didn't fully make it through basic. So she doesn't consider herself a veteran. Uh, but when I, when I told her they're, you know, they're both from veteran-owned companies, she was so so super excited uh she's she's gonna get a hold of of ballast order some cutting boards for her kids for christmas um she's gonna try carrie's coffee tomorrow morning um so yeah they're super excited so i wanted you know doing that of course i want i want your coffee i'm gonna get with uh with frank to get some of his products um i'm gonna i'm gonna get with with joe to get some of his products and, and i'm trying to work with as many veterans as i can so that we can put kind of 
my first idea was was to go to Nick Valentine's and maybe get like a three month subscription of vet uh, combat boxes because you know that already has the diversity of the veteran owned products in it. Um, but then I thought, you know what? Why why not just go to the different veterans myself? And, and so I have a a, a, a plethora. That's my fancy word for the day. Plethora. I have a plethora of, of, you know, veteran-owned products that I can kind of mix it up and, and, you know, every time I give a bag out. So, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, now, since I first got into the tribe, you know, I was I was doing the electrician thing while trying to start my business, and I wasn't in a position really to support anybody, um, you know, to, to kind of give back to all the support I've gotten. You know, just, just in knowledge alone is, is, is priceless. Um, but now I'm getting in, into a position where I can support, help support the other better-known businesses. So um, that's, that's my first go-to. That's the first place I'm, I'm going to uh, to get products for my get my thank you bags. But you know, as veterans, man, we all struggle, man. Especially like when we finally decided that we're going to open our own business and we're going to do our own thing. There's a huge gap there. You know, yeah. that you have to like, you're like, man, you're riding a razor blade and you're just like, ah, and you could go either way, you know? Right. So, Absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Some, some interesting things about, about businesses. The average business that starts has a, a mortality rate of one year. Most businesses fail within the first year. Right? Absolutely. Not surprising. Most businesses, most veteran-owned businesses have a mortality rate of three years. And so if you look at business as, a, as a, you know, generally business, if you can make it to your third year, you can probably make it the rest of the way. Right. You know, if you can make it to your fifth year, man, you're golden. And the support that we have with the group and the networking and the way, you know, like now you're in a position where you're buying some products you know, I try to do that as often as I can. You know, rising tide raises all ships. Absolutely. And that's where we're at. Yep, 100%. So, well, brother, I really appreciate you taking time out of your evening. Um, you know, you have an incredible story. Keep sharing it. Uh, keep posting pictures of your work because I think it's incredible. Uh, always, always. And, uh, when I hit the lotto, man, I'm gonna have you come, like you know, make me something that belongs at the casinos in Vegas. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> would love to. I'm, I'm just glad to, to finally, finally be on the show. I know we, we, had, a, we had so many miscommunications and oh, yeah. and uh, back and forth, and then I had so much stuff going on. You know, my we had a family member that I lost, and I and I just kind of backed into a hole for a little while. You know, I needed time to grieve. Uh, I've learned since my dad passed in 2016 that you really need to take time for yourself and grieve your family members properly. Because Absolutely. if you don't, it's just gonna, you know, gonna create problems later. Yep. And so I put everything on pause for a little while, but uh, we're back. You know, God is great, man. He just keeps putting people in front of me. And, and uh, you know, the next three or four people that are going to do the podcast for the next three or four Fridays are actually coming to the, to the shop and we're going to do them live. And so that's, awesome. that's a huge, you know, yeah, we've been under lockdown for so long and, and everybody doing things on video, but uh, we're going to actually have some live people. And so um, thanks again, man, for your time. 
Uh, you know, I'm going to post this thing. It'll go on all the sites and everything here uh, shortly. People will listen to the podcast and they can pick up your website. And, uh, and I hope everybody in Florida calls you. Uh, maybe you'll get a call from uh, Marlago over there, man, to do some work. That <laughs> uh, would be great. <laughs> right? Awesome. So, uh, anyway, uh, hang tight for a second. I'm going to close the show and then I'll come back, all right? All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. All right, man. Thank you. All right, folks. Well, that's it. That's another episode. And I wanted to say this in the beginning, but I forgot. First off, thank you, JD, for my hat. As you can see, this hat has been around the block. Uh, this hat gets so sweaty and nasty that I just take it into the shower with me. Uh, but this thing has held up great. Uh, JD Tyranny with uh, Southpaw Laser Concepts. And, uh, and tonight's episode was episode 33. What's the significance of 33? Well, the biggest significance for me of 33 is that's how old Christ was when he started his ministry. And so uh, I wanted to say that in the beginning, but I forgot because that's, that's how it rolls. I don't script these things. I just let them roll and I make notes ahead of time. But I think next time I'm going to move this around so I can have my whiteboard in the background and then I can have my notes on the whiteboard. So I'll be cheating. Anyway, uh, thanks for watching, guys. Share this. Uh, share Mark's website with everybody. And, uh, you know, support veterans by veteran right now, the situation we're in in this country with all the things that are going on here and abroad, uh, you know, support your veterans. They're the ones that have provided all the liberties that you have and, and all the people who, you know, want to complain about stuff. Well, you earn that right because some veteran somewhere gave his life for you to have it. So it's Red Friday. Remember, everybody deployed. Please keep our troops in your prayers. They have an unbelievable job right now getting our our american citizens out of afghanistan pray for that country pray for our civilians that are there and pray for our military that is there and our military that's scattered out to the rest of the world so keep our keep our military in mind please keep all those people in your prayers uh pray for everybody who's sick with the with the with the virus you know my mother was in the hospital this week and uh, uh like three people passed away while we were there uh, unvaccinated. I don't care if you're vaxxed or not. I don't care what, what your aspect is on that. I'm just telling you that these people were unvaccinated and they died. Uh, and pray for their families. You know, they didn't expect it. Uh, so I'm not going to advocate one way or the other. Use your heart, trust your family, and, uh, and pray. Just pray. All right. I love you guys. Uh, treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. See you until next week. God bless you and good night.